Big questions, even bigger guests. This is the big interview. I am joined by Sean Roberts, and our topic of discussion today is Lyle Foster and uh, the fact that he will be playing in one of the richest leagues in the world in the English EPL. Sean, welcome. How's it, my brother? Thomas, so good. Thanks, brother. How are you doing? Wonderful. Now, now, now first thing first, Sean, I realized that the minute uh, Burnley won promotion back to the English Premier League, there has been a lot of negativity on the social media about Lyle Foster instead of congratulating the boy. Yeah, look, I mean, let's let's just say congratulations to him. I think it's an, it's an amazing feat. Um, I think this is exactly what Bafana Bafana need. I think it's exactly what South Africa need. Um, and we're obviously going to speak at length of this today in terms of how many players are not playing at the top level. Um, I don't quite understand why there's such negative feedback. You've got to understand that, you know, to find one's feet in the Premier League is uh, is, is tough. You know, I was reading something with Sean Bartlett the other day because, you know, he's obviously been there and done that. Um, and it's all about, yes, you're going to have a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of coaching changes. Um, but my gosh, you need to work the hardest you've ever worked to to sustain your place in the Premier League because now you're becoming up against the best players in the world. And 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 first off, I think I think besides congratulating the boy, I think we should be encouraging him. I also read read a a a social media report about you know the people comparing him to Pesitau, saying that Pesitau is more skillful than Foster, and Tau uh, has failed in the EPL. So, which means. And Lyle Foster is not going to make it. Do you think this is fair? I mean, that's that's absolute rubbish, TK, to be honest. I mean, you know, very different players, different players in different times of their careers. Um, Foster, obviously, a lot younger, got a longer career ahead of him than Percy. You take nothing away from Percy. He's had a great career. Um, you've got to understand that even though Percy may be a bit more skillful, the Premier League is all about your mental strength and your mental attitude. Um, I'm not saying Lyle is mentally stronger, but time will tell. Uh, and that's all I can really say, TK, time will tell. But um, we're praying for him. We're sending him lots of love and strength. Um, and, and what an opportunity for the boy. Right, right there, Sean. I, 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 I'm, I'm just wondering. The mere fact that his coach, Vincent Company, broke the bank just to get the boy to, to, to Burnley, don't you think this could work in his favor at least? Absolutely, you know. Um, and like I said, he's still trying, he's still uh, finding his feet at Burnley. I think he's only made 12 appearances across all competitions. Um, he started four times. Um, you know Vincent likes him. And Vincent is loved by the uh, the Burnley fans. And Vincent Company will be the head coach next season. So 100% yes, uh, they paid big money for him. The coach backs him. Um, the board backs him. He's 22 years old. There's a massive, massive career waiting for this kid uh, lying ahead, and and also he's 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 not very far from Manchester, where Benny McCarthy is the striker coach. Don't you think? I mean, as a compatriot, he can always uh, give Benny a ring. There's also Quinton Fortune around the corner. Just just to ask them, 
what he needs to do in order to improve. Absolutely. And I think Benny will be the first one to put his hand up to, to assist him in any way. Same as Quinton. Um, you know, but there's other players as well. You can just pick up the phone, I guess. <laughs> the, the beautiful thing about WhatsApp these days, you can just phone your mates all over the world. And um, I think the important thing is if he does have a couple of bad games abroad, is not to read the press because the press can be extremely demoralizing, especially in the Premier League. Um, but I, I think he's got a great support system around him. I presume he's got a very good manager that looks after him. Um, it does take a while, especially with the weather to settle in in the UK playing. Um, but like you said, Thomas, he's a phone call away from anyone, really. That'll give him uh, whatever he needs to be given. Look, personally, I, I, I also agree and accept that sometimes his first touch let him down. But I watched him in the Africa Cup of Nations qualify against Morocco in Morocco. The manner in which he burst through that Moroccan defense to score our opening goal. For me, that was encouraging. And you could see that the boy has got talent. And I personally have no doubt that he will succeed in the EPL. Yeah, Thomas, the, the mere fact that he's there, you can eliminate any sort of doubt whether he's good enough or not. Um, you know, uh, Burnley would have done their extensive research on the boy, extensive research on, on past performance. Where, uh, you know, everything is data these days, TK. Um, they would have looked at his data, they looked at his goals, looked at his defensive record, looked at his tackles, looked at the balls, one in the air, etc. He's there because he's good enough. Um, and yes, he's a, he's a starting striker for his country as well. So, And he's only 22. So very, very excited for what the future holds for him, TK. Talking about his age, I mean, Orlando Pirates released him, I think he was about 17 years old when they, 18 years, around, around about there, when they released him to go and play for Monaco. Don't you think as South Africans, um, Sean, we need to be practical? And if a team from Europe comes calling for our players, instead of perhaps asking exorbitant fees, pricing the, the boy out of the market, just ask for a reasonable fee, but then also insert um, a clause that says you will also get a certain percentage once you sell him to another club so that more of our boys could get this kind of opportunities. Absolutely, Thomas. And I'm not too sure what the situation was with Pirates and Monaco. I can only presume that there was some sort of sell-on clause being, being put in there. I don't know, TK, to be honest. Maybe you know a bit more than me. Um, I can only presume that uh, Orlando Pirates are seeing something of this deal. I would hope so. You know, I'm a big fan of the Pirates uh, guys there and what they do for the for the juniors. But but again, TK, it, it, it's it's easy for us to sit here and say, oh, we should be seeing more players going overseas. The reality is, TK, yes, the players are good enough, but they just cannot adjust for in European football. Um, and we can go into this a little bit more if you want, just in the terms of how many players we've seen in Europe and succeed is just not good enough in general. Um, and also, there, there's reasons for that, right? I've, I've seen, personally, I've seen situations where the, the agents would prefer to keep the players here because they keep control of the player. The minute the, the player leaves for overseas, they lose all control, which is sad. And that is the truth. Players are getting paid very well in South Africa, and why would they want to go overseas when they're so comfortable here? So there's... You know, we, we can look at the clubs and say they should be doing more, but the reality is, are the players good enough mentally? And I, I, I don't know. I get your point, Sean. But um, sometimes, you know, I, I've, I've, I've got the number of cases where Europe has called, but the 
you know, the local club has somehow held on to the player and asked for, in my view, um, a quite exorbitant amount. And as a result, the player has lost an opportunity. I, I can make a few, you know, a few um, mentions of some players, but we don't want to ruffle feathers. No, this no. is what I'm aiming at, that maybe we should, we should do like Nigeria, Ghana, you know, Senegal, who whenever an overseas club comes calling, they don't hold on to the player. They just release him because they know in the end, his experience will be beneficial for the national team. This yeah. is the point I'm trying to drive at. TK, yeah, you're 100% right. There's no doubt about that. Again, I can only hope that someone like Pirates have got a salon clause in there because they've brought the boy up and he's excelling and that's because of Pirates, you know. So, um but yes, I have seen, I do agree with you, TK. I have seen exorbitant transfer fees asked for players. I do think that they should be minim, uh, minimalized in a way. And like you said, put in a certain salon clause for when that player moves abroad and to each club that uh, that club does benefit. I 100% agree. Now, now, looking at what Lyle Foster has achieved, I mean, in the past, we, I think the last player from South Africa that has featured in the English Premier League has been Steven Pinar and 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 I think Tokelo Rantie. Mm. But we haven't had so many players playing in the EPL. Now, don't you think Foster's breakthrough in the EPL after such a long time would would act as a catalyst to encourage other youngsters around here that you know what we can also do it. TK, without a doubt, and, and I hope so. Um, I hope this is the start of many, you know, there hasn't been enough exports from South Africa to to the big English Premier League or the European um, counterparts. And again, you know, it, it's the European clubs, they prefer to sign uh, the younger age players who've already proven themselves in Europe, number one. Um, and European clubs are wary of signing African players directly from Africa at high packages as they, they're not sure how they'll settle in a strange environment. So I do hope that Lyle settles quickly. I hope that he performs and I hope that that just opens the doors for other talented players that we have in this, in this beautiful country. At this age, Sean, I, I've read reports. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I've, 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 I've heard rumors that the reason why Lyle Foster has not been in the team in the last two matches of, of, of Bendy was the fact that he arrived late back to the team after national team duties for Bafana Bafana against Liberia. Now, don't you think we need to somehow smooth this kind of issues with uh, overseas clubs that they don't happen again? Because you, you, you give the overseas teams leverage to say, okay, the Cup of Nations is in January, we are not releasing the player or some some kind this kind of issues. Don't you think by now we should have someone, someone within SAFA dedicated to exactly dealing with these kind of issues to eliminate them for future? Yeah, TK, and they, they are major issues. Don't get me wrong. They are major issues. Uh, the last thing you want is, is Lyle to be getting back to training late for Burnley and that affects his position within the squad because these English Premier League clubs will, they will, as quickly as you can, as quickly as you'll, they'll tell you to leave. But yes, without a doubt, TK, someone needs to be taking charge of these 
and there are minor decisions or, or whatever you want to talk about, but um, there seems to be a lack of communication from Safa and the English Premier League team themselves, but that has to be sorted out for the boys' career going forward. Look, uh, I, I may be wrong because uh, they, they often say one man's meat is another's poison. I personally think that Lucas Radeve, the chief, has got massive, massive respect across Europe. Even say Alex Ferguson at one stage wanted to sign him. Very few people don't know Lucas in Europe. Don't you think he is the kind of player, the kind of person we in South Africa should utilize to be a kind of liaison between Safa and the European clubs? Because, I mean, Lucas can simply go to Vincent Company and say, listen, uh, Lyle Foster is a member of Bafana Bafana. This is our program for South Africa. We are going to need him for such matches. Tell us which matches are important for you that we might need him or you might feel that you want to retain him when we need... You know, that kind of discussion. Don't, don't, I personally think Lucas could, could perform such, such a duty. Yeah, Atike, that's a great point. Um, I'm surprised he doesn't have a major role within the, under the Safa banner, to be honest. Um, I, I can't remember if he has in the past. You, you probably could correct me, but I, I don't remember him actually working for Safa at all, whether it's in the coaching rounds or at an administrative level. But yes, without a doubt, you know, we've got we've got someone like Benny flying our, our flag high at one of the biggest teams in the world there. Imagine we have someone like Lucas representing our governing body. Um, yes, TK, that, that's a great idea. Finally, Sean, how do you see Lyle? Of course, I know that he's, he's, he's done exceptionally well here in the Champions League, but now he's the big jump to, to the Premier League. How do you see him performing in the Premier League? TK, I think if we are realistic and we are a little bit patient and realize that this is going to take a little bit of time and we give him that time and we give him that patience, uh, I believe he will be an exceptional player. I think he's got everything that a, a top striker has, to be honest. Um, I think the rest lies with him. Is is How strong is he going to be mentally? How strong is he going to pick himself up after the mistakes? Um, how strong is he going to be when he brings himself down from the from scoring in front of 75,000 people and all his friends? So how's he going to manage his ego? How's he going to manage the mistakes? How's he going to manage the weather? Uh, if he does those things properly, which it sounds easy, but it's not, how's he going to manage his finances? Um, I think we have something special here. And if, if he does use the people like we've spoken about, like a Benny overseas, if he picks up the phone and calls him to someone who's been there and done that, and, and hopefully that, that will assist his um, his progress a lot quicker. But I think we have someone very, very special here about to fly our flag very, very high and hopefully in the goals for next season in the biggest league in the world. And if you were to sit down with him, Sean, and advise him what he needed to do in order for him to succeed, what would you tell him? I think it's quite simple. Um, he's got to focus on himself. Um, I did mention before, if he does step out of line, that as quickly as he's in, he will be out. And he, he needs to manage that himself. He needs to be the first one in a training and the last one out. Um, and if, if you have that sort of attitude at that sort of level, you can only succeed. He's going to be around world-class players next season. Um, and he's, he needs to understand that. And, and how's he going to come up against world-class defenders? Um, first one in, last one out of training. Stay humble. He can't go wrong with that, to be honest, TK. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Sean. Thank you very, very much and have the best day. TK, thanks so much, Brad. Cheers. Big questions, even bigger guests. This is The Big Interview.